Hello and welcome to episode 255 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. Remember when December used to be like slow and there wasn't much to talk about because it's the end of the yeah. year? Nothing happened. Wizards is off for the month, so they yeah. go dark until Christmas when we get a singular card from the next upcoming set. Yeah. No mas. No. They're, <laughs> they're, they're apparently, we're doing bans. We're making new formats for us to neglect. Um, yeah. <laughs> they, they did spoilers Perpetual for the hype next... train keeps on rolling. Yeah, the, you would think they would run out of stuff to like hype people up with, but well, that, then they just got to make more products. <laughs> they did. If we if we don't have a release to talk about every Monday and Wednesday, we are not making enough sets. Chop chop, <laughs> get back in there, Gavin. That's right. I just want to go it. home and see my family. No, we need more products, <laughs> Gavin. Um. So, yeah, so we're, we got a bunch to talk about today. They've secretly replaced Morrow's Coke stash with powdered beans. <laughs> powdered beans. Ah, <laughs> ah, uh, uh, it burns. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. If, if you want more of the good stuff, you gotta, you gotta make us into the product. <laughs> That's right. What if we put video game characters from the 90s on cards? <laughs> the nerds with disposable income won't be able to help themselves. You mentioned that while we were getting ready to record the episode. I didn't see that, so. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we'll have time today, but may- maybe we'll get to that at the end of the episode. So, um, if you want to reach out to us on uh, uh, on social media to, I don't know, talk about what video game characters you would like to have on uh, your, uh, your magic cards or anything else, uh, Presumably, we will hit the point where they like unchain everyone in R and D from their desks and let them go home for a couple <laughs> weeks, so they Presumably. might slow down on stuff. But maybe not. They might just be like, "Yo, let's just do this forever." Yolo. Um, yeah. So if you want to do that, um, if you want to say hey, um, you can get that. Get us on Facebook, on uh, Discord, on a X. Email all those links are in the description. Say hey, let us know what you want us to talk about, because we're here yeah. for the people. That's right. So if there was a singular video game character from your childhood that you would like to see in Magic Card form, what would it be? I mean, they might already be doing it. Like I played a lot of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Like Cloud or Tifa. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Barrett. That's your answer. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Like, Some, something Final Fantasy universe. I think so. Or, um, yeah. uh, gosh, what is it called? You could have like the airship as like a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Setzer. Setzer, you'd have to roll <laughs> dice, right? It has to be random. Yeah. You're, you're talking to someone who is unreasonably excited for the end of February when they release the next part of the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. And I get Vincent, I get some vampire action. <laughs> mm, let's go. I think uh I think I think Clippy would make a good magic card. Clippy? Yeah. I said video game character. Like what <laughs> game like what sad childhood where you're just like, ooh, like I'm just gonna learn how to type on a blank. You need screen. help with my spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah. Do you need help with your spreadsheet? Yes, Clippy, but not from you. <laughs> not from you, buddy. I didn't say it was a good video game character. I just said it would make a good magic card. There is a... Hey, uh, it looks like you need help with this combat. Turn your creatures <laughs> sideways. Nice. There's a... Uh, Math is for blockers. Uh, what is her name? There's a TikTok creator who... 
um, she she does like kind of like raps about like different uh, like IP. She's done like a Star Trek rap, a Star Wars rap, but she yeah. has this thing where she plays Siri, Alexa, and like the other like a Chat GPT. Yeah, and uh, um, they were all mad at uh, Chat GPT for maybe putting them out of business. Oh. And uh, <laughs> Clippy volunteered to go help them to go talk to Chat GPT and learn about it. But we just learned that Chippy, Clippy is an evil mastermind who, if given the power of Chat GPT, will just take over the world. They learned this from Ask Jeeves, but um, uh, <laughs> but I was just I was just like, oh, Clippy. So like whenever she whenever Clippy's on camera, it's just literally a paper clip like taped to a <laughs> taped to a popsicle stick. Nice. I, just I mean, like, that's uh, basically what Clippy was. So. Basically. <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome to the Clippy podcast where we get all Clippy all the time. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, let's get back to the intro. Let's get back so, to the intro. If you guys want to support the show, instead of hearing about our, uh, we'll say, uh, troubled childhoods, <laughs> playing with Clippy, um, if you want to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do it. The first is with our TCG player affiliate link casualtryhard.com slash tcg surf on over to tcg player using that link anything you purchase after getting there will help to support the show doesn't cost you guys anything extra and we'd really appreciate it uh, if you want to support us a little bit more directly you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg where you will get access to our show notes you get access to another hour of content out of us in the form of our completely unscripted unedited pre-show and you get put on my mailing list for when I have swag. If any of that sounds good to you guys, or if you just want to support the show, show us you love us, um, head on over to patreon.com slash casualtryardmtg and chip a couple bucks in. Yeah. Thanks in advance. Yeah. So, all right. We have um, the shakeup of three formats. Three formats. Yeah, three formats. With uh, with our BNR announcement, um, yep. so standard got the hard no changes. Yeah, um, they said that they're happy with the state of the format, and this is going to get repeated a little bit later on. Um, but we got kind of a sneak peek about what their criteria for a hel- healthy format is, and I don't know that. I've ever seen it expressed like this before, so I figured I'd just highlight it real quick. Okay. Um, They said that they view a format as healthy when there is a mix of, quote, macro strategies, meaning aggro control mid-range combo. And the data that they have about standard says that this is the case right now. Mm -hmm. So there is a healthy mix of macro strategies. Yeah. Um... Now, like you could argue that, like, you know, I think they kind of they kind of lumped like the like the ramp deck mm-hmm. as like a control deck, which uh, maybe maybe not, but yeah. yeah, like I haven't played standard since the new set release. I've been meaning to uh, trumpet some carnosaurs and uh, yeah. it either use them to kill things or to find a. Uh, Invasions of Alora, yeah, but uh, I've not had a chance to. But the last time I played, it seemed fine. I think the biggest complaint I have with Standard is uh, 
by design, which is, you know, still having to play against Wandering Emperor and Winning Announcement and, like, all of those cards that were supposed to rotate. It just feels like we've been... Rafine. It just feels like we've been seeing them for too long. Your rotating format isn't rotating? Yes. So, I mean, you know, Shieldred, right? Yeah. Shieldred would still be here. I mean, I, I guess that's something that we haven't super touched on when we were talking about, like, the standard rotations is the fact that, like, standard has always had some amount of churn. Mm-hmm. And while that has certainly put people off of the format at different points because their deck wasn't good week to week to week to week and, like, the best deck changes, whatever, um, I think that's kind of what defines standard as a format mm-hmm. is the churn. And even before they stretched out this uh, the rotation period... I think standard's been lacking some churn, so I, I don't I don't know if this change is necessarily good from that point of view. Yeah, I think that like, um, remember energy standard where, yeah. like, you played the energy shell and then just like, new things kind of got put into it. Yeah, but like you kept that same shell. Like, how long has Esper mid range been like, one of the best decks? For uh, like a year, forever, yeah. Right, and it, streets, right? Yeah, and so it just seems like we just throw like new things into, mm-hmm. um, the, uh, like into the Esper shell. We throw, yeah. you know, new things into the domain shell. Yeah. Right, as opposed to like, you know, just kind of getting new decks. It just kind of feels like there are like these shells that are like. Here's the shell, and we're just going to, like, you know, plop a new thing in when, like, oh, they printed a better black two-mana removal spell. So I'll put yeah. that in over the, the one I was playing before, or, like, it does slightly different things. So I'm going to do, like, three and one or whatever. So yeah. it just feels like we're, like, tweaking around the edges, but, like, those you're playing against the same cards. Right. And, like, maybe if, like, you know, we could return to that, like, you know, if we could turn to seven years ago where right like every week there was an scg and like things change like maybe you know rafine wouldn't be like the card you played against every week because something else was better yeah but now it just kind of feels like it's just like kind of shuffling chairs around but you're not changing anything but Mm -hmm. i mean there has been some diversity and it doesn't feel like there's, like, one deck that is, like, super oppressive and standard, which is nice. Yeah. All right. So then we have the Pioneer slash Explorer. Yeah, they here? listed these as different formats. Um, but I think we can basically treat them as the same format. Like, the mm-hmm. goal is to make them analogous. Yes. So you might as well treat them as the same format. Um, we had two bans and an unban. So mm-hmm. Karn the Great Creator got the axe. Geological Appraiser got the axe. Later. And we got a looter scooter back. Yeah, Smuggler's Copter. Chop, chop. Uh, like tripled in price. Oh, did it? I didn't even yeah. look. It went from like 50 cents to like $2 or $3 oh. or something before. Yeah. Uh, but uh, back in my day, back that was a $15 my... magic card. Yeah. I think I still have all mine. 
So I wasn't super I worried about needing too. to get some. Yeah. Um, so um, it's one of those things that you had them and then like they got banned and they were worth nothing. So like, why would I get rid of them? Right. <laughs> it's uh, a powerful enough card to get banned and I already own them yeah. and I already paid way too much for them. So why bother? I have um, already lost. Now they're worthless. Yes. So um, Karn got banned mainly because of mono green. And mm. I mean, on some level, Karn got banned because of Nykthos, right? Like Karn, yeah. Karn is good when you have the ability to make ungodly amounts of mana because yeah. tacking four mana onto everything in your sideboard right. is not great. But if you could make, you know, eight mana on turn five, mm-hmm. that's not a big deal. Right. So Karn got banned because you had the ability to um, basically have the answer to anything your opponent played out of your mm-hmm. sideboard. Yeah. And that leads to an unfun play pattern. And it's like, oh, did you play creatures? I'll go get a boat. Oh, right. did you play something else? I'll go get Cityscape Leveler. Yeah. Uh, oh, you didn't play enough? I'll go get, um, well, not on not on, not on Arena, but I'll go get the Chain Veil right. and combo you off or get uh, whatever that, uh, the Pestilence Cauldron mm-hmm. and combo you off that way. So yeah. the, like, always having the right answer, which kind of leads to repetitive play patterns... And makes it hard for you to, like, you know, uh, like, makes it hard for, like, you to, like, do anything. Like, oh, hey, I'm playing a, I'm playing the Geological Appraiser deck. Well, if you don't have it this turn, I'm mm-hmm. just going to get a Stone Brain, and then I'm going to Stone right. Brain out your Appraiser, and then you can't win. Right. Right? And if I get to do that, then... I'll get it back next turn and I'll still brain out your Carnosaur. <laughs> and now you definitively cannot do anything. What are you going to do? Hard cast four magma opuses? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, just let like, so the main thing was like leading to that, like repetitive play pattern. I mean, yeah. I think we've both played enough, like, you know, explorer slash pioneer that like the card you feared out of mono green was Karn. Yeah. Right, like, you know, three mana four fours with trample are a pain. Right. But like you're like, oh I can like beat this and then they just like Karn and then minus twice and you're like, Oh, I can never win now. So is it bad that when I get paired against mono green, the first thing I think to myself is I hope they're bad at picking their tutor targets. <laughs> yeah, really, right? <laughs> like I hope they don't know what they need in this situation. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's very true. You're just like, I really hope they don't know what they're doing because I'm going to lose if they do. Right. Right. So I think mon- like mono green becomes like a, well, a good ramp deck that like actually has like some holes. Yeah. Well, that was kind of one of the things that is said in the article mm-hmm. and this is what I got out of the article here about mono green and Maybe you got something different out of that. This is my interpretation, not the exact words. But they said that mono green has kind of become a pillar of the format. 
kind of like when you talk about legacy, you talk about like the brainstorm decks, the force of will decks, whatever. Um, mono, like Nyctos has become what the format is built on. It was one of the first, you know, high level decks when Pioneer came around and it's kind of hung out in some form or another ever since then. And they didn't want to kill that because it's kind of become a pillar of the format. So getting rid of Karn does two things. It stops the... Well, so Karn does two things in the deck. Number one, it gives you outs to any situation because you can just tutor up whatever colorless artifact. And number two is it also hates out just like random cards because of the... um, Null rod ability. So mm-hmm. getting rid of Karn kind of does two things to that deck. Number one, it limits what the deck can do because now you don't have answers to everything anytime, anywhere. Also, you don't incidentally hate other decks out of the format. Yeah, like playing that like green-white artifact deck, um, there were definitely times where you were like, oh, um... Like, I can beat their creatures mm-hmm. because I can activate, you know, whatever, the Ozolith or whatever. Yeah. Uh, like, the new, the, the Shattered Spire Ozolith, like the green yeah. one. Uh, but if they play a Karn, like, I can't activate it anymore. And right. so, like, now I'm going to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also really annoying when you, like, don't have quite enough mana and you need to crack your treasure and then the oh Karn, yeah and, and you're, you're like, like why oh, can't oh come on like why can't i it's do a this? mana ability yeah, it's like why can't i do this and i was like oh yeah karn i was like thanks buddy like thank you so so much yeah. um like i guess like in that slot you know you have like you could play like oath of nissa which i don't like i don't know if the i don't think the ones aren't in paper, we're playing Oath of Nyssa. I mean, at one point, they said they, they definitely were, but were. I don't think they are anymore. You could go back to that for some more consistency, because I know yeah. that the, like, um, Arena, like, the Explorer ones were playing the Invasion of Ixalan, mm-hmm. which is just kind of just bad Oath of Nyssa. Yeah. Um, I was looking for five drops that you could hit off of um, uh, Storm the Festival, because, mm-hmm. like, that's kind of, like, your, your like, limit. Yeah. Right? Um, you have Nissa who shakes the world, which mm-hmm. some of those decks already play. Right. Uh, you have, like, new Vorinclex. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that card's fine. You could go old school and play Verderous Gearhulk. Just, yeah. like, kind of lean into, like, we're just going to be, we're just going to be big. Big, big. Yeah. Um, you know what? Where's, a uh... Plus one, plus one counters pretty well. Any of your, any of your four mana, th- five, four fours? A four mana, four, four with trample. Yeah, where's yeah. counters pretty well. It does. Um, so the first thing that popped into my mind as a replacement was Vivian. Yes, that was, like, I was actually like, I was like, where is Vivian on this list? Yeah. Um, I like Because it's a incidental answer to artifacts and flyers. Mm-hmm. And can grab a card out of your sideboard. No, it's a creature, right? He can only. Get oh, creatures. you're thinking little Vivian or big Vivian? Um, was it the Acoria Vivian? Is the one I'm thinking of? I think. Oh, okay. 
Um, oh, also, isn't there one that's like minus two to grab something out of your sideboard? Maybe. I'm now. I'm now like furiously skipping, uh, <laughs> going through. Here we go. A minus two. Oh no! So this one, the the I the monsters advocate is uh, when you cast your minus two when you cast your next creature spell, search your library for a creature card with lesser mana value and put it on the battlefield, then shuffle. Mm, that's not the one I was thinking of. I thought there was one that lets you tutor a card out of your sideboard, tutor a creature out of your sideboard. There's Vivian Reed, which I thought of, which is like look at the top four and you can put a creature or land in your hand, and then minus three destroyed artifact creature with flying or enchantment yeah and then it overruns um see here i'm going to be smart and uh see here we're gonna look for oh no i hear the dust buster going uh see here uh da, da, da. is it outside it would yeah. be outside the game yeah m- maybe i was uh Mixing them up. I might have been mixing them up. Yeah. Because Bow Ranger, it's ultimate, so it's neg five is get something from your sideboard. That's the three mana one though, right? That's the four mana one. Okay. Yeah. The three mana one is the one that makes your creatures have flash. Mm-hmm. I like that one too, but I don't think that does the job. No, um, probably not. Um... But like yeah. Vivian. I think either of the five mana ones or the four mana one are probably pretty good. Yeah, so I think any like either one is good. Yeah. Um like the like, you know, search for a card with like less mana lesser mana value. Right? Yeah. Like you could it takes a lot of mana, but like you're used to having a lot of mana. Right. Mm-hmm. And then like putting having to put some of those silver bullets like actually in your deck. Yeah. Right? Where you're like, okay, like I guess I have to play um uh like my reclamation sage in the main deck so yeah. that I can go get it. Or, you know, some other like, you know, bad situationally bad creature. But I mean, mm-hmm. you also just have like you could just play like Elder Golgoroth and just be yeah. like, okay, well, I'll be fine. Right. But, you know, Nyssa is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I'm a sucker for a Nyssa, Nyssa Vital Force. Me too. Uh, right. So, like, there's any number of things you can you can get uh, that, like, Silverback Elder. Mm-hmm. Right, it kind of like takes care of everything for you, and yep. has like infinite toughness and three three mana pips. Yep. Well, so I mean, so does a uh, four mana Vivian has three. Oh, is green it mana one pips. green green? Yeah. Oh, is that the one that one also green, like? Green, green. Is that the fight one that gives counters? Um. That that guy was like the only person playing it, and he kept just kept winning events. You put two plus one plus one yeah. counters on up to two target creatures. They gain trample until end of turn. Uh, number three is a fight, and number five is you, uh, you tutor, tutor from your sideboard. Yeah, like that card was like criminally underplayed. Mm-hmm. 
Like it, it. I played that card. The card yeah. was good. So like, there are enough things that can like replace Karn mm-hmm. that the deck's going to be fine. Yeah, it's just finding what like those four slots are, and I don't think you like build the deck that differently. I think. Well, it's I just, mean, you build your sideboard way differently. Yes, you have one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You have one, but like. Again, like, and like realistically, there's enough, um, like they staple enough abilities to creatures now that I would guess most of the things that you could take care of with Karn, you can take care of mm-hmm. getting something. I mean, it's a turn slower or whatever, and you lose your Vivian, but you could take care of the same problems with Vivian that you can with Karn. Yeah, like absolutely. Just not as good. Yeah, but I mean, if you play her and then activate your Nykthos, like it costs like, kind of costs like one mana one mana yeah to 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 play it right and i mean you could also like uh um the, we've we've got to have like an eternal witness right yeah uh that you like down tick get rid of it like play some like bring it back yeah what was that uh Marasa Ancient or something, Ancients of Marasa. Like it was like a BFZ thing that was like or that was like massive that was like a double mo- a double a eternal back. witness or something. Yeah, so the deck will be fine. Mm-hmm. It'll just be nice that like they don't I mean if they were to play like five mana like M nineteen Vivian, they would like Still be able to draw two cards right. with their, well, actually more cards with their planeswalker, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be the exact right card every time. Right. Um. So aside from mono green, we also lost geological appraiser. It was too soon. We hardly knew you. Yeah, really. I I didn't even put that deck together. Yeah, I did. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Um. Basically, their reasoning is that turn three combo decks don't belong in pioneer fair uh but they're fine with turn four combo decks yes um i could see that changing Mm. i mean i lost the game playing like interaction.deck to it was a geological pressure combo deck but both cyborg games they thought distortion to me oh Okay. And I and I lost one game to another opponent who game one thought distortioned me. <laughs> Wonderful. And I was like, sick. Um so like, you know, if they like get on the like I'm just gonna play thought distortions and Yeah. You know, whatever, because like they can still play like, you know, five mana creature interaction mm-hmm. and stuff, so Yep. Yeah, it makes it it makes it harder with uh for your Carnosaur to hit your Quintorius, but it's fine. Right. Um Yeah, like probably good riddance. Like honestly. Yeah, I mean I enjoyed playing the deck, but I I like it I knew going into it that it wasn't something I was gonna be able to do for the long term. Yeah, no, it's definitely a deck that it's fragile. Yeah. And, but as I pointed out, like it pushes a certain chunk 
of the metagame out. Yeah. So again, we'll use me as an example because everything's about me. Um, <laughs> playing stupid green white like plus one plus one counter artifact deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, had portable holes and had glass caskets. Uh, neither one of those can hit a uh, geologic appraiser. Correct. Uh, but they're both sorcery speed. So like literally right. had no removal to deal with that. Yep. Um, right. If you're like mono white humans, like your removal is brutal Cathar. You're yeah. dead. Thanks for playing. You are dead now. Yep. Um, so I did think it was interesting. Like their rationale between like turn three and turn four. Like, I think they think the difference is bigger than it actually is. Yeah, cause they're Or like, oh, like maybe more. I'm wrong, but yeah, evidently there's a huge difference in interactability between turn three and turn four. Yeah. Like, I guess I don't know, like, you know, we could hyper geometric calculator this, right? Yeah. If you had like four instant speed removal spells that could kill a Quintorius. Yeah. Right. Like, well, is- it, I don't, like, it doesn't have to be just about that, though. I mean, if you're... Although, I guess if you're getting comboed out, it doesn't matter, but... I think, like, the game doesn't progress linearly, right? When you play a game of Magic. Every, every turn that goes by is more impactful than the turns that came before it. <laughs> so, I guess it would make sense that, like, a turn four has more value than a turn three. Yeah. Is that so, like weird logic or does that make sense or you can do something more powerful on four than you can do on three. Yeah. As like as the opponent trying as the opponent trying to like um like protect yourself. Yeah. Well I guess that's okay, so if you only had four instant speed removal spells it could kill a a Quintorius, right? Or whatever the turn four combo thing is. The difference Quint. in you, um, so you're 56% to drop by turn four and mm-hmm. 52% to drop by turn three. That also doesn't account for like any other ways to get your thing though. Yeah, but like I was just like, it's not a huge difference in terms of like, I've got to have my get lost. Yeah. Right. And also, yeah, but like, like that doesn't account like if you've drawn an extra card or if you've scryed mm-hmm. or. Yeah, well, more just along the lines of, right, like, on turn three, like, you can play a Fable and then get, like, extra ways. You can, like, start to, like, put your game plan into motion if you get to have your turn three. Exactly. As opposed to never getting to it, like, going, like, land, land, dead. Right. Like, I understand it, but um, it... It is inconsistent with what other things they've done because, like, you know, oops, all MDFCs, mm-hmm. like one on turn four, right? And that was too good. Yep. And inverter. Yeah. One on turn four. If you were like, I didn't know if it could win on turn four. No, I think it was turn five. Yeah, it like one on turn like turn five, and so. Like, yeah, on one hand, uh, like, those redeemed, like, not fun play patterns. Yeah. And, 
you know, and I think that's like why they were banned was like, because like, in having played a little bit of Inverter and having mm-hmm. played, you know, a week's worth of like blue red creativity, they're the same deck. Yeah. Right. It is a pile of a pile of interaction, mm-hmm. and then like six to eight cards that win you the game. And so, like, it is interesting that they're, like, turn four, but only, like, turn four with certain play patterns we're okay with. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to, like, so it's, like, turn four's fine. If people we... like Planeswalkers and people like clones. Yeah, or, you know, again, like, uh, you know, people do not, for whatever reason, like whatever Balustrade Spy and Undercity Informer are doing. Right. Like just those cards are just like no, that that's that's awful. That's like not real magic. And I think there is like a line of like kind of like why they like are never going well, to Well, they're un- also not interactable. They aren't, but they are though, right? Like um you can counter the inverter. Right? Like you can you Right, can- but there's more play against Quint than there is against Fair, because you can Inverter kill the or spy. Yeah, I forget how did spy win in in explorer or in in pioneer. Um, I think it was like some convoluted like. Yeah, thing. I, I don't remember. But like, you also have like I don't know if you just like played leyline of the void. Hmm. Right. So I don't know, but. Well, right, but like a Leyline of the Void is a lot more specific answer than than you have to play opposed to... Just instant speed removal? Yeah, just a yeah. piece of removal. Like, you're yeah. going to be playing some sort of removal mm-hmm. anyway. You're probably not going to just randomly be playing a Leyline of the Void unless you specifically want to hate out a combo yeah. deck. It, it's just more like, I think there. I think it is, we're okay with turn fours with, within certain parameters. Yeah. Right, there are other turn fours we are less okay with, which is fine. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Like whatever you want to do is fine, but, um, like, I think that the it's one of those things that like the deck I don't think was all that good. Mm-hmm. Right, like that was kind of the you know until I started getting thought distortioned, then the deck <laughs> felt really good. But like, you just like hold up interaction. Yeah, I mean, we but, talked but about it that did, last But week. it did definitely, like, like if that deck was the best deck in the format uh, or one of the top decks, like, you just can't play mono-white humans. Right. You can't play angels. You mm-hmm. can't play, like, anything that does not, like, specifically have a bunch of instant speed removal. Like, it very much pushes the format to... I don't know if you saw the last... Uh, there was, like, a big tournament in... An RCQ somewhere, and like the best performing deck was like blue white control, just piles of interaction. Yeah, you're just like, all right, like, and that deck has been historically pretty bad in Pioneer. Yeah, but like, if everyone's derp to derp showing up with a three two that you can like sorcery speed, like you counter it, and they like can't like do anything else, and you're just like, my deck is only instant speed stuff and Teferi. I will <laughs> gladly uh, just know that there are four cards in this matchup that matter, or eight cards yep. that matter, and never let any of them resolve. 
mm-hmm. amazing. And he's like, I need to cast literally nine spells this game. Right. I need to cast four counter spells or eight counter spells or removal spells and one to fairy, and I will win yep. the game. So like, I think that like that. I mean, that's why I was playing blue red. Is like, what is a pile of removal? Right. That I can also like, um, not uh, not get clowned with. And it's like, there mm-hmm. we go. Like, this is not really what I want to be doing, but yeah. it's what I have to do because, like, you know, I stand by my, the format is unplayable right now because it's just like, <laughs> like, oh, it's turn three, I'm dead. And, like, you do, like, if, if Arena wasn't the format that things were, that most games were getting played in, I yeah. think there would be a little bit more accepting of, like, this as, like, a fragile, glass cannon thing well yeah but i think if like arena being the place that like most games get played now you don't want someone to like log on to arena and like have their first three matches them just get like clowned on turn uh on turn three multiple games and them just be like well this game isn't for me well, it, it's the power of perception, right? Mm-hmm. So if you go to your FNM and you play four rounds of standard explorer, pioneer, or standard pioneer, whatever, at your FNM, um, like those people aren't going to be able to change decks as easily as somebody on Arena Number One. Mm-hmm. So when a new deck like this comes out, maybe you don't have four people at your FNM that ran out and bought trumpet and carnosaurus to play this deck mm-hmm. so that's going to keep the numbers down a little bit especially if it's a more casual fnm um but you're also playing four rounds if you sign on to arena it's pretty easy to rattle off 10 rounds in an evening mm-hmm. um if all you do is remember if you show up to fnm and get paired against this deck once you got clowned one round right yeah if you played for an evening on arena you could very easily play this deck four or five times and then you if just not like... more and you just all you remember from your evening of playing magic is getting absolutely raffle stomped half of your matches yeah and just feeling like again like this isn't any fun yeah like i don't want to do this mm-hmm so, yeah, like, I understand it. Like, I think, again, like, if we were... And they also had a, uh, like, in the in the video, and then in, like, I think, to some degree in the announcement, there was, like, discussion of fun. Mm-hmm. And I think that as we've moved away from competitive uh, magic, I think that there has to be a, a greater focus on fun. Oh, for sure. And... If like this isn't fun, then you know we're not gonna do it, right. kind of thing. So yep. like I am fine with that. So we also had an unban we should talk about real quick. Okay. Uh, Smuggler's copter was unbanned. Free the scooter. Free the scooter. Um, two things. The first is that. I'm probably way more excited for this unban than I should be because one of my, one of my favorite standard decks was from uh, shadows, Kaladesh standard mm-hmm. 
and I have never been able to play that deck again. It was never a tier deck. It was a deck of my own creation, and I loved it, and nobody else had ever, ever heard of it. Um, but I loved it, and I get to play it now, so I'm happy about that. It will not be good, but I will certainly put it together on Arena. It was I don't know if you remember it or not. It was it's that... Bomac. zombies it was like red black zombies with yeah Beaumont courier and smuggler's copter mm-hmm. kind of a madness theme yeah um but does this do anything to the format like what what deck wants looter scooter so i was trying to think um like it seems reasonable unlike grease fang sure right as a like it gives you a way to use, like, you know, not that um, Rafine's Informant is, like, super dorky, but right. it gives you, like, a way to take, you know, maybe some, like, ant creatures and, mm-hmm. and, like, get through your deck. It's also a thing that, like, you can reanimate with Grease Fang. It's not mm-hmm. going to win you the game, but, like, get it, it back. might draw you to the piece that wins the game, though. And it's infinitely more castable yeah. than Parhelion. Yeah. Um... I think that, like, a lot of the... So, what got it banned was the mono black deck, right? Was the deck that got it banned years ago. So, like, I think that, like, a, like, mid-rangey creature deck could use it as, like, a way to smooth out their draws. Like, the problem is, like, that deck is red-black. Yeah. And red-black has fable and treasures. Right. So, it doesn't really need looter scooter anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of an interesting way to think about it. Like looter scooter is kind of worse fable. It's worse fable. Like, uh, it's maybe not worse, but it's kind of on the same level as like, maybe it is just worse. Um, a blood tithe harvester, right? A blood tithe harvester is giving you a loot. Uh, well, yeah, uh, a rummage plus it's giving you a removal spell plus it's damage if you need to or damage. Um, but like I've played against basically the standard deck, uh, like green black mid range with mm-hmm. Glissa and, uh, the, the, the three, two trample guy that like has the adventure, whatever Moss would, whatever. Yeah. Dread Knight or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like that deck doesn't have fable. That deck doesn't have. That's true. Um, yeah, th- that deck might actually want like you could you could play something copter. like that. Like if you actually that deck probably does want Smuggler's Copter. Yeah, because like, you can get like you can get through the garbage. Yeah, that it like it lets you push damage. Like you know, not that your Glissa ever gets blocked, but well, like, it also lets you put your uh, underdogs in the bin to bring back later. Yeah. Um. So there's like a lot. You know. There's there. Like a non-red mid-range yeah. deck could go for Looter Scooter. Yeah. Also, like it's good turning kind of junky creatures into better creatures. Well, right? like, and effectively giving them haste too. Like yeah. you mentioned, Rafine's Informant earlier, and that was kind of what I thought of when you said that. Is that you play the Looter Scooter on turn two, mm-hmm. and then on turn three, like if you don't have all your pieces. You get to double um, loot. Yeah, basically double loot, and like now your Rafine's informant has haste. Mm-hmm. Um, like mono white, 
right? Like, I know, like, that deck's kind of a critical mass creature deck, but, mm-hmm. right, like, sometimes your, like, recruitment officer doesn't do anything. Yeah. But, like, it's always going to do something with Looter Scooter. Or, right. like, when you draw your fifth land, you can just hold it and then loot it away later. Yeah. Right? So, like, that deck could, like, find use for it. So, like, it gives creature decks a little bit more staying power and selection mm-hmm. and, like, flood insurance. And then mid-range decks is going to give you the selection that you need. Like, oh, man, like, I'm playing against control. This fatal push is bad. Let yeah. me turn it into literally anything else. So, like, I think it'll it'll probably see some play, but it's definitely, like, not the slam dunk it was before things went on fire. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I don't think any red deck has a use to play it. Yep. So, but green-black, like, you know, gosh... Is there like a green one? Like I'll probably screw around with it if it comes to arena on uh like in that like artifact deck. Right? Like as, Oh, like, it's not on arena? No. I guess it's not. Because it was banned. Yeah. And so they didn't put it in Kaladesh remastered. Oh. So I'm like, instantly bummed now. <laughs> yeah, like Here so, I am brainstorming all these brews and didn't even think to consider. Yeah, so we usually, like, they're going to do uh, cons. Yeah. But then we usually, around this time, don't we usually get, like, another anthology? Anthology, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they do an an- another anthology. Yeah, like, it seems like that would be a perfect place to... Like, you could do an anthology around, um, like, things that go with Karlov's manor stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, and include like looter scooter, yeah. So, I mean, there's plenty of places for cards to get onto arena nowadays. So, yeah, literally, they can just be like boop boop. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, and like that doesn't seem like a hard one to program in. Yeah. All right, and then they uh, they were like, no, uh, no. Uh, no break for you, Modern. We're going to change things up, mm-hmm. like, thankfully. So, Modern, there were two bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first was Fury, and the second was My Beans, Up the Beanstalk. Yeah, Beanstalk. So, real quick, if you're aspiring Spike, like, you've just, you dislocated your shoulder patting yourself on the back. <laughs> because Congratulations, you got Beanstalk banned. Yeah, like, Deck did not exist. Right. Then, like, two weeks before Thanksgiving or something, made deck, or like a month before Thanksgiving, like six weeks ago, made deck, Mm -hmm. got card banned within, like, a month of making the deck. That's a pretty good, uh, that's, please come to my stream where we get cards banned. That's a pretty good, that's a pretty good, uh, tagline for your stream yeah um i mean i don't think he needs congratulations i think everybody's uh well aware of his oh his prowess true 
But like, I don't think he's got a card band before. That's like a, a special level of <laughs> a prowess. Like, did you think I lost a step? No, no. All right. No. So we've banned Fury, and they think that it will um, uh, unban little creatures. Which is true. Yeah. It'll let you play small creature decks. Um, and be, uh, at the time of this banning, I think that like Rakdoscan was close to a quarter of the modern metagame. Yeah, that's pretty big. Yeah, in in uh, in interest of competitive diversity. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it will like free up, um, creature um like small creatures. They were saying that it will probably decrease the amount of grief and bowmasters played. Yeah. Because you played those with fury. Right. And like the natural replacement is solitude, but solitude is going to always be a two for one against you. Right. Where sometimes the fury was like a two for one for you where you were like, I got rid of two cards and killed four of your things. Yeah. Um, so what's what's kind of weird though is like in the same sentence they said that um fury punishes small creature decks which mm-hmm. obviously it does and they're hoping that those come back now that fury's gone but they didn't do anything against bowmaster which does the same thing and and like red and six is still legal yeah right like, yeah like Ren, i don't think red and six is as punishing as either Fury or Bowmaster, but no, yes. but just in the in terms of like, would you still feel good if you were Cameron? Would you still feel good going turn one Glistener Elf? No, no, you'd be like, oh my god. I mean, it, honestly, I don't even know like how much play Red and Six sees anymore. No, it doesn't see nearly as much. But yeah. I mean, I think that's just because it was red green and not red black. Yeah. Um. Right. Like. Because Ren and Six is good when you when people are trying to small ball you with Thalia's and Noble Hierarchs, and right. Fury was like, "No, <laughs> I'm just a removal no. spell too." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right. Um, and like Fury had like the thing that separates Fury from Solitude is a turn one four four double striker mm-hmm. does the Lord's work and gets your opponent dead now. Yes, and it's hard, right? Like it's a three-turn clock that you can't yeah. fatal push and you can't bolt, right? Where uh, solitude being a uh, you know kind of best case with these undying effects being a uh, oh, what's it called a four-three? Yeah, you can't push it, but you can bolt it, right? Uh, so that's kind of a huge deal. Um, I will say that like if you went like. You know, if you went white black, right? Having ephemerate to also like get your bowmasters. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean that's getting dangerously close to the deck that you and I brewed during Modern Horizons <laughs> two previews. Like, we like dangerously what? close. Yeah, like you're like grief solitude and then a card that didn't exist in Orgish Bowmasters. Yeah. Right? Like they're going to have the small creature problem. Yeah. I think as long as Bowmasters is around, mm-hmm. right? You can't just keep making like flash deal one damage things 
and then be like, oh my god, I can't believe no one plays one toughness creature. It's like, you printed the card. I mean, especially specifically against Thalia, since Bowmaster is like the perfect answer to a Thalia. It doesn't get taxed by Thalia, and it kills it, and hangs around for incidental damage. Yeah, and makes another body. Yeah. Yeah, it... So... I don't think they've dealt with their one toughness creature problem. This is a step in the right direction. It's going to like move the metagame off of, um, off of red black, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. And so it's just like, where is it going to settle? But I think that like, if you were like, I think the biggest thing that like white black loses is, uh, you know, is, Fury, sorry, as is uh, Ragavan, right? Like, you don't have that other turn one, like, oh crap, if I don't kill this thing, I'm gonna die. Like, yeah, except Ragavan is also a small creature, it is, but I I mean, mean, yes, it's like you're not gonna deal with it on turn one, like, this, like, if you get hit with it once, it's too late, and Mm -hmm. the uh, Bowmaster's not gonna stop a turn one getting cracked with a Ragavan, but I mean, but like. Do you just play like Esper Sentinel? Right? Are oh, you yeah. like sure. are you like Esper Sentinel and you're like the way I'm like making your life difficult is I'm gonna draw this this one mana spell is gonna draw me two cards over the course of the game and yeah. you like kinda have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And it trades with a Ragavan. It does. Right. So and like getting hit with the Ragavan, like if you had to go like bolt your Esper Sentinel, see your Ragavan could get dashed in. They drew their card, right off the Esper Sentinel. So like you're not super far ahead on that exchange. So I don't know you can probably put something together, but I think that's where people yeah. are going to go. But you're definitely going to lose the like like I don't that's think- actually great in the mirror too because you draw a card off of all the uh, the undying effects, yeah, and the ephemerates and stuff. But yeah. like, oh, what is it called? Uh, so, I remember the guy, guy's name who won the last Pro Tour, right? Like, against Tron. Mm-hmm. Like, I just was, like, shruggy. Like, Fury. Undying it. Like, okay, like, are you going to be able to Karn me before I kill you with this? Yeah. Right? And, like, you don't have that in white-black. Right. Right. Like, you just don't. It's like maybe grindier, maybe you have thought season, maybe it's mid rangey or whatever, but like, it's not, you don't have the like out to just like unbeatable threat for Tron. Yeah. So, that is probably for the best. But I think that this was good. Also, like, um, kind of transitioning to Beans a little bit, like, the other place that Fury got played a ton yeah, was in was like. In- Beans. Beans, and then before that, like, four-color elementals. Yeah. Right? Because, like, the way that we, people were trying to offset the, like, the the giving away of cards was, like, you played Risen Reef. Yeah. You were, like, Risen Reef, Fury all your stuff, draw a card off my Risen Reef. Yeah. Right? Uh, and then it became, well, Risen Reef gets bowmastered and gets furied. You know what doesn't get bowmastered and furied? Beans. Mm-hmm. So, like, perhaps knocking down those, like, you know, what was it, money pile type decks mm-hmm. is probably good. Like, I still have my four Furies, even though it was clear they're getting banned. Yeah, I think I have two. 
just because, like, I don't know. Uh, I, like, my my Chalice Legacy deck plays them in the sideboard. There you go. So, they're going to be waiting. So, for you got anything else to add to Beans, or? No, I mean, they went to the say that, like, it's just super hard to interact with. Well, right, like you, you, they said that it's hard to interact with profitably or at parity with because mm-hmm. when when your opponent beans, they immediately did something to draw a card off of it. Well, I mean, it resolving drew them, drew them a card. Well, right, but like then they evoke an elemental and like mm-hmm. they're up on the exchange regardless of what you do. Yes. So. Yeah, that's like it. Yeah, you just you can't interact with it. And then it took all the... What it did is it took all the cards that were already, like, super prevalent in um, uh, Modern. Mm-hmm. The Evoke, Fury, Solitude, Leyline Binding. Yeah. And just made them all better. Right. So, like, fine that it's gone. Kind of sad. Like, I had all the cards for that. But just never had a reason to put it together, so I never got to like cascade into beans. Yeah, but that's fine. Yeah, not not really my playstyle anyway. But it looked fun. I mean, I could see you playing that deck, like drawing. drawing I wouldn't like, call that not your playstyle. Like, I think that's in your wheelhouse. Yeah, but drawing like you have five a pretty card- big wheelhouse. Drawing five cards a turn feels pretty pretty nice. <laughs> Yeah, I can never lose. Um, I mean, beans and evoke elementals is pretty close to uh, elementals, which yes. you really enjoy. So yes, yes. Speaking of, that was another card deck shadow banned by Geologic Appraiser. <laughs> yes. Um. So. Uh, legacy. Moving on to legacy. Yes. No changes. No changes. Again, the uh, healthy mix of macro strategies. Yep, repeated basically the same line, which I thought was weird because I had never heard that string of words before come from wizards, mm-hmm. and twice in the same article. Um, I think it was also, I think it was this article where they were like, people want to play Brainstorm, Force of Will? Yeah. Like, we're not banning them, stop it? Well, that was, um, I don't know if it was this article, that was the stream that they did last week, I think said that. Okay, I, I thought no. Here's players want to play brainstorm force of will in wasteland, and thus they remain even though they would have been removed from other formats long ago due to their ubiquity. Oh, okay, there you go. Uh, so, and legacy is also powerful enough to absorb cards that would otherwise need to be banned in other formats. Hence, we seldom take action. And I think it's another. Um, uh, so I'm just basically reading this paragraph in an odd order, but the first line I think is. Going back to your legacy's vintage theory. Mm-hmm. Right? When making changes to legacy, we often look at data through the lens of community sentiment. Yes. Right? This is not a competitive format. Like, yep. are you nerds having fun? Right. If we done goofed and you're not having fun, we'll do something we'll about fix it. fix it. But if yep. you guys are basically content. content and leaving us alone on Twitter, Yep. We will not mess with your format. Basically. So That is how I read that. Yeah, like we are not going to mess with this unless it is really terrible. Yep. 
and it's not really terrible, so we're not going to mess with it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we did have one more ban. Now, I don't have a lot to say about this. Um, in Pauper, mm-hmm. Monastery of Swiss Spear was banned. I don't play a lot of Pauper. I don't follow the format super closely. And there is literally zero explanation in the article. It refers uh, you to a video that I did not watch. Oh, I read the article. That uh, I read the article for the explanation of Pauper bands. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, did my homework. So, um, I watch, I was watching a reasonable amount of popper content. Mm-hmm. So Bryant cook would play, you know, he just plays combo decks, but like would play popper from time to time when he wanted to play like a combo deck. Um, three, when you would play popper from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know th- uh, three, when you like just hard stopped, yeah. He's like, this format's not reasonable. And Bryant Cook hasn't posted a popper video in a month and a half. Okay. Two months. And basically, Red Deck Wins was the best deck by like a mile. And so, the reason they banned it, according to the article, was basically the format has sped up and... Monastery Swift Spear is a major part of making red decks good and faster. Yeah. And then combining that with all the card advantage that they keep putting in red. Right. That it didn't used to have access to. Yeah. Uh, Ren's Resolve. Um, yeah. Whatever. Uh, Reckless. Whatever the new one is. Reckless, yeah. whatever. Um, synthesizer. Right. Yeah. We've stuck all of this card draw in red. And so. Like, this has sped the format up to a point where, like, it's now, like, warping the format to beat red, right? Like, you're burning eight cyborg slots to, like, beat the red deck. Right. So, it's, like, pushing a lot of stuff out. So, on one hand, they were like, yo, red deck too fast. You can die, like, on your turn three. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, they go to their turn four, you're done. And, like, a reasonable red draw does that. But then you had the thing where they were like, but also you can, like, a good thought scour means that you could be, like, dealing with two Talarian Terrors on turn three. But we're okay with that. And it was like, I think, I forget who it was in our Discord. Yeah, but, like, that's got to be a really good thought scour, though. Yeah, well, the... Like, that, that, that draws a lot less average, for Fair. lack of a better term, than, like... A swift spear card draw spell draw is. Yeah. Well, the the thing that was interesting was they were talking about how swift spear has pushed the format faster. But at the same time, you have all this other stuff that's also pushing the format faster. Yeah. Right. Talarian Terror. And now you have Cryptic Serpent. Right. Yeah. Basically, Clarion Terror with like two a, a second blue pip. And uh, so, like, things like that are also pushing the format faster. So they were looking at, like, do we need to ban Terror? Do we need to ban, like, Lorien Revealed? Yeah. Um, And things like that. And they also kind of thought that, like, Goblin Tomb Raider might be, like, too good for, like, the... Oh, God, what is it called? Like, the Affinity Decks. Yeah. Right? Goblin Tomb Raider, because, like, then you have Tomb Raider... Goblin Guide. Yeah, yeah, now you have Tomb Raider, 
and like actually if you play it off like a ancient, artifact land yeah, it's an ancient just den. strictly better guard goblin guide yeah um so they thought like well maybe got a goblin tomb raider because the red decks play ancient den and oh god um experimental synthesizer like that yeah. could like and then you play like Valderian Epicure, you have like twelve artifacts in your deck to turn it on. So like you know, yeah. you've got like kind of a replacement for Swiss Spear that takes a little bit more work. Um, but then you have like all that glitters and stuff like that that are speeding yeah. up the affinity decks as well. So well, like so like I have a I mean finish your thought, but I have something to say okay. about this too. The whole format is getting pushed faster and it's pushing a lot of things out. Yeah. But they were like, well, the win rates aren't, like, that, you know, terrible. Yeah. yeah. They're not that, like, out of line. And they're like, here are the decks that are good. Like, Mono White has a really good win rate. And Black Green Gardens and stuff like that. So here we go. So uh, da, da, da. Familiars is at the top of the, of the win rate with 56%, which is just, like, Mono Blue Ninjas, kind of. Yeah. Or, like, Blue. Uh, and then you have, like... Cogates, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, the Gates decks with uh, Cobblade and, not Cobblade, uh, uh, Squadron Hawk and um, uh, God, the the one mana, one one and bomb guy, Sacred oh, Cat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, and then like the, the gate that gives your creatures plus X plus X equal to the number of gates you control. Black Green Gardens, Blue Black Fairies without Terrors. Uh, we're all, so... Familiar is 56, and those other decks were 55 to 52. So, and then, like, White Weaning has, like, a 54% win rate as well. So, it's just that, like, so they said, the problem of speed and uh, polarity have pushed us to act here, and we may do so again. However, we talk about Popper a lot, and part of the reason we haven't made a change prior to this is uh, is that things have looked balanced. We settled on Monetary Swiss Beer Band recently, but we wanted to wait to deploy it until after Brazilian Popper Nationals, uh, which just happened this weekend, so that players weren't scrambling to change anything last minute. Yeah. So, and they're also talking about maybe like reversing some bands like Prophetic Prism. And they did think about Sinkhole, Him to the Rocker, and High Tide. Let it fly, mm-hmm. baby. Let it fly. <laughs> they're like, but we decided not to unban them. It's like, <laughs> black black blow up your land get yeah. some that's fine it's um fine. I, I i did have a thought about your um i don't want to call it a rant but your what you were just speaking about okay about like f- the format speeding up mm-hmm. and i don't think it's a problem with a deck or two decks and i, I don't even necessarily know that it's a problem it's just kind of a thing that Magic is doing now across the board. Like, power creep is real. Magic spent years and years and years trying not to power creep. Like, if you look at the way cards have changed throughout the 30 years of Magic compared to how Yu-Gi-Oh! changed in the period of two years, like, they have done a really good job historically, not lately, but historically about managing power creep. Lately, the floodgates are open, you know, do whatever you want as far as power creep goes. The game's getting more complex. Creatures are getting better. Spells are getting better. Lands are getting better. 
Um, part of all of these things getting better is them being more efficient, which means they're faster, which leads to formats speeding up. Um, I don't know that under the current design philosophy, you're going to get away from formats getting faster. No, I, I agree. Like it is definitely not a popper issue. It's a design issue. As you were saying that I was thinking about like last week, we kind of touched on some of the stuff a little bit. I think it was last week or two weeks ago, a little bit of like the limited stuff and Mm -hmm. how like, you know, one of the better decks in, um, uh, gosh, Lost Caverns of Ixalan is like play like a one mana yeah. one one flyer that like makes a a, a map and a then map. explore onto it. Now you have a two two flyer, yeah. and then like you know a pump spell or like a cheap equipment, and now you're just beating down with like uh, you're just beating down quick, mm-hmm. and like there's been a lot of the recent limited formats have slid into like you know the Carson special of one two three you're dead yeah and I think there are you're getting way more of those formats because they have like made a conscious effort it seems Mm -hmm. to make one drop creatures better yeah and they make those one drop creatures better typically at the common slot because like I mean think about Goblin Tomb Raider Right, mm-hmm. it's red for a one-two, and if you control an artifact, if it gets plus one plus zero, oh. mm-hmm. and Kaladesh, that card was an uncommon. Right, the exact same card. Yep, was an uncommon. Now it's a common. Right, and like if the that happens enough. Right, if you're right, monastery Swissphere is fine at uncommon, but a problem at common. Yeah. Right. Whatever the heck that was, uh, whatever that one that card from Kaladesh was, might be fine as an uncommon, but a problem as a common. Yeah. Right. Where you always have four of them in your deck. Right. Only time will tell. But you definitely have this situation where, as they've you know, made the one and two drops better, from mythic all the way down to, uh, common. Like all your like the we talked about this a long time ago. Like what was it what was it called? Like the like it was not the key turn, but basically the turn yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to have interaction on. Yeah, I think we did call it the key turn. Yeah. Is like getting more and more close to being turn one. Yeah. Right? Like, you know Well, not- I mean we talked about that during Oko standard. Mm-hmm. Where you had that to had to be able to kill the key the, turn was turn one. You had to be able to kill Gilded Goose, so you yep. have time to draw your answer for the turn three Natty Oko. Right, right, and so we're just like because cards are getting better, you're pushing the the turn you have to have removal down further and further. Yeah, and like then you start to run into these situations where like. Now the removal's way better, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I know, was it cut down? Is it uncommon? Yep. Right, but like, if the next Commander Master set or Commander Draft set, if they put Fatal Push at common, I would not be surprised. Right. I'd it be is. like, oh, okay. Like, 
they already put cast down at common. Yep. Like this is kind of the next logical like black needs a one mana common removal spell. Yep. Right? And so like as the threats are getting cheaper, now the answers have to get cheaper. That's now condensing everything into like almost like a vintage or legacy time scale mm-hmm. of like you're like double spelling on turn two. Mm-hmm. Or right. you need to have your force up on turn one. Yeah. Right. And like we're just getting to that point where like all the cards, you know, the one drops are also good. Yeah. That you have to be able to interact. So. Yep. All right. You hit me with something. We're we're an hour twelve in. Yeah, so, I want to cover this next thing, and then we'll cut you, it off You hit there. me with this, and I had no idea what you were talking about, so let's go. We're getting a new format. What? what? Yeah. Ooh. Like, I randomly saw, I think it was a, this was over the weekend. Okay. I, I randomly saw uh, a tweet from Seth. Yes, uh, I, Seth I think I saw this, too. That was like, I, I, want, I like the idea of a format without, like, fake cards and rebalance cards yeah and i was like wow that's weird i didn't hear anything about this so i went and looked it up and we're getting a new format (laughs) um it's called timeless it's an arena format um non-rotating so it's kind of in the same vein as historic it will have access to all of the cards on arena even the ones that were banned on release like channel demonic tutor or whatever um, oh, I gotta play this format until they ban channel. Hang on, let me get there. The cards that are real magic cards will not be rebalanced, so they will be mm. as they are printed. Unfortunately, it will have the fake cards also. Oh, um, and they will be subject to rebalancing. Okay. And it will have a restricted list. Okay. So out the rip, based on information gathered from the no ban list historic events, uh, channel, demonic tutor, and Tybalt's trickery are restricted. So you can only play one in your deck. Okay. Um, what I noticed missing from this list is natural order. Which, when they banned channel and demonic tutor, yeah, fools be natural order in like that was like the next thing 100 percent, yeah like there is no reason to not play 16 one mana dorks and a crater hoof (laughs) yeah um and they also said during this announcement that the cons fetches will be legal when cons remastered releases next week we brainstorming baby yeah so that confirms fetches and cons, which mm-hmm. is cool. And it gives us access to fetch lands, which is awesome for a number of reasons. Now, we only have half of them. Not saying they won't give us the other half, but yeah, this, I think, sounds like a cool format. Um, in that Seth tweet that I saw, the one of the things that kind of interests me about that tweet was that he said he doesn't, He's not a proponent of the fake cards either. Yeah. And one of the things that he said is he doesn't think the power level of the fake cards is enough to compete with like what's actually been printed. And 
I think I agree. I don't know how many of the fake cards you're going to see actually getting played. Um, so it depends, right? Like the, was it Crucius is like really good. The I, I don't know any of the fake cards. Uh, it's like one black red for like a three, three. Oh like, yeah. If you yeah, discard yeah. a card, you can like Make a say, treasure. yeah, you can say like Bob or your uncle and then like you yeah. get a card or something. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then there's like the card that like lets you rebuy spells from your graveyard. It's like one red yeah. green. Like those are pretty good. I mean, they are just like creatures, but they yeah. could be rebalanced into like not an issue. Like the issue is like, what if they're like, oh, they're not playing the rebalance. They're not playing the uh, arena cards. Let's uh, take a mana off of this Crucius, and now it's just red black. Yeah, or something dumb like that. Like. Well, this... I don't think they can rebalance per format, though. Like, if they did that, the rebalance would apply to all formats, and I don't know if they want to nuke any of the other formats just to make timeless. Don't they? Like, weren't they changing cards that were in, like, historic while they were still in standard? Or was that... And they might not have been. For alchemy. For alchemy. Oh, mm, Yeah. But, like, this means, like, Winota's, like, legal now? Yep. Oh. Oh, like, can they give me soul land so I can chalice people and then Winota <laughs> them? Like, let it, let the hate flow. Oh, my God. Blood Moon? You can Blood Moon people? Yep. Oh, welcome welcome to Magic. Welcome to yep. 1997. <laughs> Blood yep. Moon, you. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you also run into... One of the issues with early modern that most of our listeners, I don't even know that they know it ever existed, but there was a point in time where modern only had access to the cons or to the Zendikar fetches. Yeah. They didn't have all 10 because the originals were back in Onslaught. Yeah. Because the cons fetch lands are the reprint of the Onslaught ones. Right. I mean,. I mean, they they they've lived this before, right? Like, because we had the 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 Kaladesh Fastlands, but we didn't yeah. have the the Scars ones. The Scars ones. So they've seen a little bit of it. I mean, fetches with triumphs, like yeah, leyline binding is like a hell of a drug. Yep. Oh my gosh, you can beans people free the you beans. Can. No evoke elementals. Though. No evoke. At least not yet. Not yet. Wait till Modern Horizons three comes out. Um, that's going to be on Arena. The the upside, and like, I know like this kind of goes to like. Remember how they're like, oh, you can't have too many formats, so it'll split the queues, and the queue times will be too long. Shut yeah. up. Right. Shut up. You, you're lying. Like, right. this is, like, useful to you. No, I didn't read the article because it was, what was their rationale for doing this? Like, it's dumb that we keep putting... I don't know that, that putting... it gave a rationale. Okay, like, like, it's dumb that we keep putting cards on the client that no one gets to use outside of Limited. Yeah. Uh, so we need to stop doing this. The, like, the thing that's, like, exciting is this is a baby... Eeny weeny teeny tiny baby step towards legacy. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I mean, realistically, 
it is just, you know, they're probably now it took them four freaking years or three freaking years to like even like decide to try to to say that get we have a plan to make Pioneer Explorer, but like, yeah. what are they two hundred and fifty cards from having mm-hmm. like most of yeah like legacy that matters, right? Right, like that's not a like un unreachable goal, right? Now you know they probably do modern first, but again, are mm-hmm. they like? Well, I, honestly, that might be closer to legacy than they are to modern. Maybe yeah, because they've like you've got brainstorm, you've got like blood moons. I guess played in both. You have chalice, which is played in legacy. Like you need like a couple fast land or soul lands. Yeah. Uh, but no, just like the, like, it seems like they're slowly, like they're like, we're putting all these cards on here and then like cutting people off from them. Mm-hmm. So we should probably make it so people can use these cards. Cause like, yeah. Hey, you like, you opened a brainstorm, can't play it. You opened a whatever, can't play it. Like yeah. that's just blood moon, blood moon. Yeah. Like it's not a good feeling yeah you open a natural order can't play it yep. it's like and i mean having a like restricted list like gives it a different vibe than um gosh than like legacy yeah but like i don't know like saltai nonsense with like brainstorms channels and uh ulamogs right like okay mm-hmm I'm I'm interested in partaking in this uh, bit of nonsense. Turn one, mystical tutor, get my channel. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. Mystical tutor is on here, isn't it? Is it? Uh, it's. I think some of them are. I don't know if mystical tutor. Uh, mystical tutor might be. It might be, because it got like I guess it got reprinted in like another product. Yeah, I like, don't know the, what the like other the, product was. The though. the ugly one with like the the like glowing vial. Yeah. Uh, that is not just a person that's like doing research. The cool person who's a researcher. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, Dominaria remastered, which isn't on arena. I don't think. Oh yeah. Not on arena. There's a secret layer drop. that was for, there was list. So not on, arena. uh, it is not on arena like why are like all of the versions worse than the original because <laughs> they don't make art in that style anymore like and the original is only seven bucks like why yeah. would i like spend 14 dollars on the secret layer well because it didn't used to be seven dollars i know i know it, it definitely yeah. wasn't before all of the reprints it was certainly not seven dollars yeah um can i say we called it though what this format oh yeah i mean like we talked about this when they started running like back to back to back no ban list oh yeah like historic this is, announcements this is a like test. they're gearing up for a format yeah this is a test yeah i mean how do they they don't still do alchemy do they yeah do they have they actually funny you say that new alchemy set came out today i signed a new arena and got three free alchemy packs oh 
Okay, I <laughs> I apparently did not sign into Arena late enough in the day to get my free alchemy packs. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Alchemy's so annoying. Yeah, I agree. Right. We could. I wish it didn't exist. We could have had. Um. Uh, ex- a pioneer on the client already mm-hmm. and could be like well on our way to modern right with the like 40 cards they make or 30 cards they make every, every set. set yeah right like if for the last three years they were just pumping in like modern and um uh pioneer cards like we would mm-hmm. be done well, so here's what I'm going to say about that. I just got done patting ourselves on the backs for calling this format. Okay. I'm going to make another prediction. Okay. Um, Wizards does not run Magic Online anymore. They do not. Daybreak does. Daybreak does. So I think that would mean Wizards has all the incentive in the world to use all of their resources on Arena to make it their premier place to play digital magic and i have a feeling that includes modern possibly legacy definitely commander okay so i understand commander is is a a hard nut to crack Mm -hmm. i Um, I, it's happening though i'm calling it this is my prediction oh it has to yeah right it literally has to yeah let me for the people what is the state of Magic Online? I think we talked about this in the pre-show last week. Okay. The Lords of Limited versus Limited yep. Resources set matchup. Right. Right. They were going to do it last week or two weeks ago. But because Arena is an A-plus client run by unpaid interns... Yep. Direct challenge did not work. Right. So as opposed to do the event that they've been doing for the last, like, two years on Magic Online, they canceled it. <laughs> Could not be bothered. Could not be bothered to log into Magic Online Yeah. and do the thing. So, like, I don't know what the contract for... Uh, Daybreak games for Magic Online looks like. But, but, if they wanted to, they could just put the Vintage Cube on Mm -hmm. Arena. Oh, for sure. Make a few little changes if they're like, oh man, fading is just, we can't figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. Right? But like, Many of the new cards are just, like, the old cards where they, like, took the downside off or knock, like, one mana off. Right. Right? And, like, oh, man, like, Dream Halls is hot garbage. And it's like, you know what? We we had the Vintage Cube for years without Dream Halls. We can deal with not having Dream Halls again. Yeah. Fine. Right? But, like. I mean, all of the power is on Arena. Yes, because I remember that event. Well, it's also one of oh. the uh, alchemy oh, yeah, cards the puts stupid... the power into your deck. Yeah, the stupid like bird, the bird. guy. Yeah, yeah. That then people blink. Yeah. Um. 
I ancestral into an ancestral and then I ancestral. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, like the biggest event on Magic Online is like the Vintage Cube. Yeah. And like, if you could just move the Vintage Cube to Arena, if they could do two things, move the Vintage Cube, mm-hmm. right? Again, have your best of one and best of three queues. Yep. But then in the best of three queues, have a leaderboard. Oh, yeah. Right? And just track who is the best vintage cube player. Yep. Right? Like, who has the most 3-0s. And like, I mean, that already exists, right? That's just your rank. Like, you you could just have fair. a separate rank for vintage, like vintage cube. Vintage cube. Fair. Like, um, yeah. I guess that works. Yeah. Like, just a separate ladder. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like... You could do that in like, because like I feel like Daybreak is running the Vintage Cube more than it used to be run. Oh yeah, for sure. It feels like it was run a quite a few times this year already. Yeah, because it used to be run like once in the summer. Yeah. And then like once and like because it was like the the holiday holiday cube. Yeah. So it it got run like two maybe three times a year, and I feel like Daybreak's running it like once every six weeks, once every two months. Yeah. Like it feels like it's like double what it used to be. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, like you could you could just bury magic online in the dirt. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like oh my value. Well, I don't I don't think they have any incentive just to bury magic online because like they still magic or wizard still owns magic online. No, They're just but- letting daybreak run it. I don't think they have any in- incentive just to burn it to the ground. Well, but. not not burn it to the ground, but like if you put like if three times a year Vintage Cube was on Arena, absolutely. And like you know, instead of the- running it six times a year on Magic Online, run it twice and then run it during the off times, like on Arena. Yeah, or you know, if right, I don't know how much coordination they do, but like if you ran. How many more dollars would be spent on Vintage Cube on Arena versus Vintage Cube on Magic Online? And yeah. if they're running Vintage Cube all the time on Magic Online, they must be making money with it. Right. Right? And so if I'm Wizards, what I meant by like put Magic Online in the dirt is if you run Vintage Cube three times a year on Magic Online, on, on, on Arena... Yeah. How much money is left for people to True. buy tickets for it on Magic Online? Or, like, you get some people that are like, I just play Vintage Cube. Mm-hmm. And then they, like, play it on Arena and they're like, oh, this is way better. Yeah. I'd much rather do this. Yep. And then you get them hooked. Right. But, yeah, like, it. I think I mentioned this a while back, right? It makes no sense to have two sets of servers. Even if you're letting someone else run the second set of servers, mm-hmm. right? It makes no sense to have two sets of servers and be running two games that effectively do the same thing, right? right? Like every video game publisher, right? Um, when the new game comes out, they hold on to the old game for a while and then there comes a point where they're like, we're taking the servers down. Yep. Right? It might be a decade, but the but servers the go comes. down. Right? Yeah. Like, I watch Mario Maker content because I'm the biggest nerd. <laughs> and uh, 
Um, Mario Maker 2 has been out for a couple of years. Yeah. And next year, Nintendo is no longer going to be supporting Mario Maker 1. Yeah. And it's just going to go away. Okay. Right? Like, there's going to come a point where, like, Wizards going to be like, you know, it's not worth it. Like, instead of getting, like, instead of Daybreak taking 20% of everything we make, or, you know, whatever the split is. Whatever it is, yeah. We can just make all of it. Right. And cut our overhead. Well, and I mean, you could be sneaky about it, too, and say that it's Daybreak's fault. They ran it into the ground. They made it not profitable anymore. So yeah. we're sorry about all your collections. That's what we have to do to save the game. Well, Save the game. Yeah. Well, um, so um, on the same, like, I just saw this story yesterday, I think. Um, so uh, people apparently, like, bought content on the play from the playstation store they bought like discovery shows like mythbusters and stuff like on discovery oh Plus yeah or whatever I, I saw that yeah and like playstation's like we're not renewing our contract with discovery so like all your stuff goes up in smoke yeah right i mean owning a mox jet on magic online is you just have a license to use that piece that, that digital thing but on Magic the, Online. On Magic Online, but if that digital yeah. if that client goes away, yeah. Like you're gone. Right. And I know like you know there was last time we like talked about this, I think Brad was like there's like people that like play popper and like that's how they make their living is they just grind Magic Online. And, yeah. and it's like yeah, but like Wizards doesn't care. Right. Right? Like Wizards doesn't care that someone's like if they win like three popper leagues, they can sell their tickets and like make rent. Right? They're like, no, we don't care. Yeah. We care that we like get all the money and the fact that you're ex- that you player are extracting money out of our thing is less money for us. Right. Bro, if you get beans, I get less beans. <laughs> it's a it's a zero bean it's game. It's a zero be yeah, it's a zero bean game. So yeah. Like, this is kind of the first step to, like, it's like, okay, how popular? Like, I'd be way more in if they didn't have the fake cards. But maybe Seth's right and the fake cards can't compete. I I don't think there's a fake card that competes with Natural Order. No. I don't think there's a fake card that competes with Brainstorm or Lightning Bolt. No. So. No. I have a feeling that the fake cards don't compete. Yeah. Just, just going to play Elves. Yeah, Just I mean, awesome. you you might be right. Like, I that would be a downside. Although, I I think I would be less apt to concede a game of timeless due to seeing a fake card than I would be like historic. Yeah, I I think that I think there are like there are a number of fake cards that are just so far outside the yeah. the bounds of historic. Yeah, but like, I think the the fake cards are not outside of the bounds of lightning bolt brainstorm natural right. order blood moon mm-hmm. like those cards oh man your your, your opponent's like gets two triumphs and you just blood moon them <laughs> oh wait wait 
This means Stone Rain's legal, right? Can you just yeah. play Ponza? Probably. Utopia Sprawl. Yeah. Oh, we don't have we don't have Arbor Elf, but like Utopia Sprawl, yeah. um, and Mana Dorks and like Stone Rain Blood Moon. You. Hmm. Woo. Like what? Well, welcome yeah, to Magic Sucker. That's but right. But also like. If I'm wizards, right, like, I personally have a lot of blank spots in my collection that are the cards that can't get played anywhere. Right. And if I'm wizards, I'm constantly thinking of ways to get people to go Use from having, wild cards. having 200 mythic wild cards yeah. to having zero mythic wild cards. Right. And... A good way to do that is to make natural order channel mm-hmm. and you know all these mythics playable. Yep. We made Brainstorm a rare for reasons. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like shh, shut your mouth. Give me your gold wild cards, fool. Yep. 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 So uh but thankfully I have that card and I got my wild cards back. There you go. Oh, and they're not gonna take they're not gonna claw my wild cards back like savages, so they're not. Yes. Um, there was some stuff in this article about wild cards or whatever, but I don't think that's super important right now. Yeah. When does Timeless start? Um, when does it start? Did I write it down there? Uh, I didn't. I'm, I'm a It's in, des- in December, I think. I don't, I don't see it there. Okay. Coming up soon. Yeah. Uh, do, do, do. Modern Horizons 3. Do, do, do. Yuck. Oh. New format, yeah, December twelfth. In the giant picture in the article. Yep. All right. So next week. So alongside with the release of tons of Tarkir on Magic Arena. Okay. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, you have all these cards you can't use. They might as well uh, make you uh, find ways to like make let you use them. Yep. So all right. So, at an hour 37, I think we got a show. We got a show. So, if you uh, want to reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Discord, X going to give it to you, email, whatever, all those uh, are in the description below. Hit us up. Yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, if you're looking to support the show, two ways you can do it. First is with a TCG player affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Surf on over, spend some money, support the show. We'd appreciate it. If you want to support us more directly, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg is how you can do that. Uh, you can chip a couple bucks in. You get access to our pre-show, another hour-ish of content out of us. Uh, you get access to my show notes. And when I have cool stuff to send out, I send it to the patrons. So you can put on my mailing list for that. Or if you just want to show us you care and support the show you listen to every week, you can do that as well. Um, like I said, on Patreon, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Hook us up. Thanks. Yeah. All right. So with that, we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets.